Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloan Fremont filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is a podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Casey Lasega, author of the book, Dragum. This novel tells the story of a nomadic Kali Kalum who falls into a relationship which is disapproved by her parents and brings a halt to her Parisian travel plans. In search of home, Kali purchases an impressionable condo and settles into adulthood with her newfound love. Tables turn when Kali is consumed by the needs of others and is forced to fight and find a home in a world that has placed her in a box. An amazing story, it sounds like. So Casey, welcome to the Books on Air podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself and what led you to write your book. Okay. Well, I grew up in a small town in Newfoundland and uh, I was eager to uh, go explore the city of Vancouver specifically. Uh, So I came over to Vancouver and uh, hit the ground running as a young adult, uh, diving into responsibilities and um, taking care of myself. Um, And I just sort of fell into uh, a little bit of a a web of, um, how how would I word this? Um, I basically started writing the book um, because I just fell into depression. Mm -hmm. I I was away from home Mm -hmm. and um, I didn't have any support systems or at least any strong support systems. Um, and I just didn't have anything to lean on or anyone to lean on. So right. I, this book really derived from that, from me, uh, writing a lot to deal with my emotions. Uh, I started a blog called twenties on trial. And that was basically me just talking about like my experiences as a 20 something and not like mm-hmm. the trials and tribulations of, um, owning, property in Vancouver, uh, trying to make a career in the film industry, um, not having any successful romantic relationships, uh, and just feeling like I was getting nowhere. So, um, yeah, this book came from, from me struggling in my (laughs) twenties. Yeah. I think that's so relatable. I mean, I think, you know, we've all been through that and, but being able to tell your story or tell a story, right. Write the book. Was that, um, did that help you through that to be able to work through some of the things that you were experiencing and be able to tell the story? I think so. Um, by writing the book, I feel like I really got to see from like an outside perspective, um, how some friends that I did have wanted to just shake me and be like, why do you keep repeating the same mistakes? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I just was a a creature of habit and I kept doing the same thing, expecting a different outcome, which is like the definition of insanity. And and it took a lot of personal growth uh, and a lot of exterior support um, through like counselors and, and therapists to really help pull me out of like this, the cycle I had been in, um, to finally start like getting out of the depression I had been living in for years, um, and, and see the silver lining and everything I've gone through. Um, 
by making something what I think is kind of beautiful out of it. Like, like this is my favorite story. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's a, it's, it's not your typical love story. I feel like it's like a, a love story with oneself. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. So let's get into that a little bit. Can you set the scene for us um, and tell us where you where the book take, takes place? Um, so the book starts in Vancouver. Uh, Callie Cologne is all alone in her apartment and uh, she's not feeling too good about herself. Um, she's really wanting to go travel the world. She feels like she's not making any of the connections she had hoped for um, moving to the big city. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really doesn't want to go back to Newfoundland, even though her family has been kind of pressuring her to return home so she can like be taken care of and and pampered and um she she's just tired of being cocooned and coddled as the youngest uh in her family and she she basically decides to just go out one night um she she meets someone online and they make plans to go to this uh this event called um les q and um she ends up meeting a very attractive uh lesbian uh who she cannot take her eyes off of and she falls in love at first sight and um it almost feels like what has become now a dragomed night so uh and, and dragomed is uh, the intuition that's pulling Callie to just do these things that she wouldn't normally do mm. uh, in her, her regular, like when she's sitting in herself, she wouldn't normally do these things. But dragom is this, the greater power that, that makes her intuition just like go on fire because she can't help but engage. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Dragum is pulling her around and she can't help but be attracted to this one woman in in Lesque. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of the start of it all, where there's this very passionate connection between the two. Um, And some people have been uh, misled to think that the book is about a lesbian relationship, but it's more about a queer woman just navigating her her world uh, where like there's all these social constructs defining her and what she should be and where she should be like buying and purchasing a condo um, mm-hmm. instead of traveling around the world like a nomad so um, she's she's just kind of lost she wants to go travel but she also wants to find home so she's conflicted mm-hmm. because she can't figure out what it is she wants. Like she wants to feel like she has a safe place, yet she doesn't want to be rooted anywhere. Right. Oh, that's so relatable. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you, I felt like that many times in my life. I like what you said, how the book is like about a love relationship with ourselves, with oneself. Right. And, and really understanding that because um, that is something that I, I is, is so underestimated. That's not maybe the right word, but it's something that we are with ourselves 24 seven, all of our lives. Right. And if that is the, if that relationship isn't good, if it's, you know, like, I think most of us, like, um, you really, there's a lot of effort that needs to be put in place to, um, to 
have that relationship with yourself be a place of safety or be a place of, you know, um, that you feel like that you can go. And, um, I, I can, when you're saying about her feeling like wanting to, um, go, but then also wanting to find that security of home, I, I can totally relate to that and, and feeling that. And I think most of the listeners can too, because that is, um, that's like the human, like the dichotomy of being a human. I right? like, I want to, on the one hand, I want this, but on the other hand, I want that. Um, yeah. So that's, I think that makes, that's a very, that's uh, so relatable. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, the book really is about Kelly um, finding or well, gaining what she needs within herself. So mm-hmm. um, like she has all these people reaching out, wanting to help her, but that's not what she needs. Like right. that's not what her life journey is about or how she needs to grow so you like even her parents are reaching out and trying to save her but I think a message I really want to portray with the book is sometimes we all just have to go through the process and trust the process that we're all taking this journey even if it's rough and it's challenging um that it's going to make us stronger in the end and that it's gaining uh, giving us skills and um, knowledge that will help our future selves. Yeah. Um, because yeah, because yeah, people like, especially even like people who are elderly, uh, not like, el- like, but just like our elders, they want to protect um, and coddle you because they see you as this precious baby that like sh- no harm should be done to, but right. sometimes the best way to learn something is to experience it. Yeah, totally. I mean, that, that is life, right? Life is meant to be experienced, not to be kept in the nest, protected and, you know, with the, you know, not to be able to experience it. Um, tell us about a a favorite scene that you wrote about in your book. Um, well, there's, that's really difficult to answer. Um, (laughs) there's so many that stand out specifically, um, like there's different scenes, like I, some are my, some scenes are my favorite for specific reasons, but mm-hmm. I think one that stands out the most to me or the one that I would really like to talk about is one that a lot of people have asked me about. So um, a lot of people have asked me like, what happened to Callie's parents? Callie's mm-hmm. parents came to visit, but what happened to them? Um, I wrote a scene that blends with Callie's parents visiting her in Vancouver and it blends into a nightmare where she's going through a tunnel and the walls of the tunnel are closing in on her and just to protect um, the identity and um, bring some softness to the situation of a lot of this being based on a, a true story Mm-hmm. I want it to bring more of a fantasy element to the parents' visit um, to kind of give a little bit of um, leave, leave a window for imagination for the yeah. reader mm-hmm. on what happened. So mm-hmm. it's up for interpretation, but I just wanted to capture the sensation of feeling trapped and claustrophobic and and uh, losing like breath, like just wanting to fold into yourself yeah. and 
and um, you're just losing everything you have until you're just in the dark in this corner of this caved tunnel. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's kind of like a, a heightened point in the book where Callie is probably at her worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. you're building up to this, this climax. And I feel like that's something I would like to talk about just because so many people have asked me about the parents. And I feel like even though, like, I, I'm not giving any spoiler alerts, I don't think, because I think when you're reading it, there's definitely way more to it. There's a definitely more layers to what's going on than what I'm saying right now. But um, it's more of a metaphor of what's mm, yeah. happening in, in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. In a lot of the book, her reality and her alter reality are blending. So she can't tell the difference of what's happening to her or what she's imagining anymore mm. because her nightmares are starting to um, transition into her waking life. So yeah. she's waking up to a nightmare now and she can't figure out um, what to believe or who to believe or if anything is even happening. Um, and she, there's a part in the book that it begins to become a flow where Callie's subconscious is talking to her. So reading the book, you'll notice there's a a difference of font. So in the italic Mm. font, you'll notice Callie's subconscious. It's like, I see you, but why are you like, why are you not paying attention to your dragon? Like, listen to your intuition. You know the difference. Right. The difference is, is Callie still needs to go through this journey to become the woman she's supposed like meant to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, listening to you talk about, I'm imagining this and, um, it's so, um, and, and so you also mentioned about, so parts of the book are based on a true story. Is that, yeah. So it's, it is based on my true story. Uh Um, I've definitely elaborated some things Mm -hmm. and I've changed timelines to things. Um, and I definitely have added elements into it to make it flow better just for entertainment value. Right. Um, but a scene that really sticks out to me is Callie waking up from a nightmare and realizing that she is walking on a floor of maggots. And that is a real story that really happens. And um, I think the beauty in this scene is showing the reality of how bad depression can get. Yeah. And it's beyond being sad. It's not taking out the garbage and not caring about the environment you're living in. Yeah. And um, just bringing awareness to, to, mental health and mm-hmm. how easily someone who could have so many ambitions to go travel the world can easily fall into a web once um, they stop losing, they, they start losing their intuition mm-hmm. and start questioning their own 
internal beliefs or internal intuition because other people are planting seeds in their head to say, yeah. why don't you do this? Why are you doing that? Why can't you do this? You should do that. And um, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, I never thought that it was something that could happen to me to that mm-hmm. extent. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think what you're, you know, being able to um, share your experience and also in a way that is, like I said, relatable, but also um, that, that, that core message of, of being able to share a story and, and show in a character um, the things that you went through. And obviously we write about what we know about, right? So we, we if, and anybody who's experienced that can relate, right? Because you, you, it may not happen exactly in that same way, but you know, those feelings, you know, how that feels and that, that yeah. sucking you in and that um, obviously I speak from experience as well. So I, I know what you're talking about. Um, so I, 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 I think that um, it's just, it's so having um, uh, being able to tell a story in a way that is um, that's true, that has some factual thing, right. That you've been able, that you experience and put that in a character and then be able to take the character and do all kinds of different things with her and elaborate or, you know, change. And like you were talking about with the scene in the tunnel where you gave the, the reader, then the opportunity to, they get to then decide they can use their imagination. Right. And those um, yes. to me always make the best stories. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really a lot. There's a lot where I think, like I've had people read the book, and um, the feedback I've gained from it is that they really liked it. Um, although <laughs> my dad really wanted to read the book, <laughs> and he because it it is like there is a lesbian relationship in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, he couldn't get past chapter seven. Um, because of a sex scene (laughs) and um, there's also which I've had like other uh, like friends who are in the LGBT community um, who were said that that when they read sex scenes sometimes in books it can be kind of cringy but that um, they really enjoyed it in this book because it was it was real it wasn't yeah whatever fictitious imagination that people make like it was it was real mm-hmm. it was like not um enhanced or right for uh, like hollywood style production yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah yeah there's a big difference between real and what you see in movies right and everyone yeah. knows that yeah so yeah. it's 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 been kind of cool. Like I never thought I'd be someone writing like a sex scene, but there's a few of them in there and I don't mind them. Like I, I wasn't sure how I would feel about like publishing a book with, with sex scenes in it, but I think that's life. And that's, um, yeah. Yeah. And I bet it's freeing to be able to do that because you took a challenge and you did it right. And you got positive feedback from it and you, it was something maybe you didn't see yourself doing, but you did it. And it's, it's, um, it's what you, you know, talked about is the character, um, being able to get out there and experience things and grow and do things in life. Right. And not stay under the wing protected. Right. You took a chance, you took a risk. And, um, you know, again, I think that's what life is about because once we start doing that and we start taking those, those types of things or do things out of our comfort zone, then we're more comfortable to do it again and again and again. 
And exactly. that to me is um, how you grow, how we grow, how we um, get, I would say how we get to those things that we say we want, right? Because <laughs> we have yeah. to take, we have to do things that sometimes are uncomfortable. So um, I know we're coming up on time here. So I'll just ask a couple more questions. Um, okay. Who would you say your book would appeal to and why? I would say it would appeal probably to the LGBT community the most. Um, but I think anybody who's gone through like a mental health um like not even like just anybody who experiences complications with mental health or anybody who has had family dysfunction where they're not feeling heard by their parents or even friends like and like Callie has really complicated relationships in general with everybody in this book um she's just trying to navigate them where everybody seems to think um, they know what's best for her for her because mm-hmm. she is made to believe that she's very naive and needs to be taken care of. So anybody right. who feels they haven't been given the room to like stretch their wings and like just be who they are. Yeah, um, yeah I, I would say anybody just looking to find themselves um, could gain something by reading this book. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And what do you want the readers to take away after reading your book? Um, I think I would love the readers to be able to take away like a greater sense of self. And by the end of the book, feel like if they've seen themselves in Callie's shoes in the past or currently that um, they grew with her or they can see their own growth has happened already through Callie's growth and be like, wow, like I, I did grow. Like I got through that. Like I, I did, I did that. Like I would love that readers could acknowledge that they are making progress or if they are in like a rut right now that they can see that there is a way out and, um, and they, they can just start trusting their intuition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's, uh, I, I think one of the keys to life. So, um, Casey, I want to thank you for joining us this week. My guest has been Casey Lasega, author of the book Dragon. You can find more about the book Dragon on Amazon and I'll link to the book in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. You've been listening to the books on air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.